the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast, the unofficial Sixers podcast of England. On today's episode, the Sixers played their first preseason game. We'll talk about how the team looked, especially Shake Milton and Tyrese Maxey. James Harden rumors resurface and probably won't go away anytime soon. And finally, we'll talk about the ESPN Top 100. So with all that being said, first name Dane, take it away. To another session of the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast, the Sixers Podcast specifically created to get you through the agony and torment of rooting for this very weird team. Although we seem to be feeling good lately, ever since we hired Daryl Morey, I am your host Alex Wynn here, of course, with the gang. First, someone who still does not have a PS5, <laughs> and will probably have to give a bunch of hot takes today because his roommate is tutoring jazz band or i don't know but clarinets are going off or or trumpets are going off june juan how are you yep no ps5 still and the clarinets are roaring here (laughs) next is uh someone who did not have an ideal saturday and uh is has guys he's got his hands full right now but uh dave devaco how are you what happened on saturday you uh you (laughs) it was that the thing i really can't remember was that the, the big, big uh, the big opening? Oh, oh <laughs> man! Jeez. Oh, yeah. Hey, look, we got Daryl Morey. Life is good. I can't complain. <laughs> no really said. And uh, and last but not least, someone who's all about the new Shake Milton nicknames. We got JB Mudboons. Yes, I just need a cup a stupid thing like that to bring me back into the Twitter posting game, and I, I love it. Twitter's Shake's got a Twitter. Twitter's Shake's got a Twitter, right? We could yeah, tweet Shake does. if we wanted to. Yeah, he goes quiet, off though. when he had, except when he had that big game. Then he got all cocky, and I loved the buzzer beater. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. He was posting memes. like obscure pictures and memes that like or some. Cocky. Yeah, we had to like decode some of them, but I loved it. <laughs> well, since our last podcast, which we were were begging for some new reviews. Uh, in fact, we needed two reviews. Uh, it's this is kind of weird, but um. We did we got get a couple, two right? new. We got the two new reviews. We got two, but when yeah. I was looking at the Apple Podcast page, it said that they were only fourteen reviews, which I know for a fact there were thirteen, and we added two more. Uh, there is a review that is no longer there. I think I know which one it is, and I'm not sure what? why it's not there anymore. Um, it was the Slim Reaper one, <laughs> the one, who, the one asking for more June. <laughs> and uh it's not I guess we didn't anymore. we didn't give him what we wanted we got to give june his own segment i so i don't know if they i don't know if they deleted it because there wasn't enough june i don't know if apple podcast didn't want more june i don't know but we were only up to 14 so how about we'll say if that review gets added or if we get one more review we'll do a we'll do a giveaway of uh jb's dh gate jerseys <laughs> or my Nike Markel Fultz jersey, uh, I have a Tobias Harris shirt, uh, everyone, fan favorite. Um, but yeah, I don't know what happened to that review, but here are the two reviews that we have since last time. Uh, the first one is by uh, uh, anonymous weird fake nickname, J-D-H-F-Y-E-B-E. Oh, yeah. uh, it's short and sweet. It's just, it's titled Good Stuff. It says, entertaining, good vibes, funny. Thank you. Box, that's right. Whoever you are, thank you. Um, he must not last... have listened to the, to the, to the bubble episodes. <laughs> <laughs> he, this person's only listened since he we or met Daryl Morey. <laughs> he or she. He or she, you're right. And then the next one, um, I'm going to omit the name for reasons to be seen. Um, but this is titled, Consider This My Official Petition to Be Unbanned. Despite Bank. being banned for no reason. Is that Brescia? Uh, no, it's not Russia. You'll, you'll see. You'll see in a bit. Psych, it's because I was and always will be right about Kristaps Porzingis. Oh, uh, yeah. 
It's nice to know there's such a large group that shares my misery. Here's to us never winning anything, but knowing the process worked, TTB forever and always from, from the band unnamed the person. He banned this person. He should have his, he should have his own segment. <laughs> we got well, a lot of people asking great. for segments or, or guest participation. I love it. Yeah. That was dark. That was dark. Yeah, we'll have it. to we'll have to fit some people in, but maybe not the band ones, or we'll have to do some kind of uh, something for them to be unbanned. They got to do something to get Who's on banned? to the show. Your Brooklyn Nets fan? Is um, he banned? Nets, no, he's not banned. Uh, that's a, Let's ban him. I want to ban him. <laughs> I've had some interesting Brooklyn Nets takes. I have I have one guy who says he secretly hates Kyrie and wants to trade Kyrie. To to uh, the Rockets for Harden, and then I have another one who wants to know part of Harden. So I, I I hear some interesting takes from Nets fans these days, and we'll, and we'll get to James Harden because we can't escape it. The rumors are are always going to be there, uh, especially talking, after the <laughs> especially after James, recent images. <laughs> James James Harden arteries. You talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I just came up with that on the spot. Dude, that second picture that was Dave I, at the foul line, I was staring at me and Seth were watching the game on the couch, and I was I felt like like I was on drugs. I, he, we were just both watching, and I'm staring at my phone, cracking up. And it's just, like it, with no one else knowing why I'm laughing, I'm just sitting there. I couldn't get over Dude, it. Every same, time I, was I watching, looked. Same thing. I was watching TV with my. I was watching the game with my parents, and I I just couldn't stop laughing there to myself. I couldn't spit it out. You remember, mom, right? When I was just laughing last night. Uh, so for you, for you guys, you don't know. Uh, there was an image released of James Harden warming up for his first preseason game, and he looked like he added like a hundred pounds. Someone, uh, I think it was this 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 girl named Rochelle. On, I follow on Twitter. She said that when he requested a trade to Philadelphia, he meant the Eagles. <laughs> And uh, I I didn't I didn't watch the I, I didn't watch any game last night. Did you guys watch him in the play for Houston? Did how did he look? Mm-mm. No, he didn't look normal. Mm-mm. He still looked fat. I, didn't see. I feel like he's always been kind of fat, right? There's uh well he he's been to Atlanta and Las Vegas recently, so uh, maybe something caught up to him. But uh, before we get to that, I have to mention that we apparently charted as number thirty three in the basketball category on Apple Podcast. But in Bloody Great right. Britain. Bloody <laughs> right. So if any of you are listening from England, thank you very much. Uh, and go Arsenal. This is a pro Arsenal podcast. You might have you need like a English Premier League segment for this podcast to to appease the English fans. What do you guys think? Number thirty three? That's Roco's number. Represent. Good, good vibes. We're all about want, the good vibes. I want to stay there. <laughs> <laughs> who's got who's got 33 now Mat- matthias the uh, random white guy we had no idea who he was yeah who oh, he sucks. Like, yeah he bricked like three threes he looked like me playing in rec basketball chucking the didn't even touch rim i don't think yeah not great not great <laughs> all right so before we get into the preseason game anything to plug guys mm-hmm. not nope. at the moment we'll figure no, it out so, so the sixers played their first preseason game against the Boston Celtics. I was not watching the game. I was visiting the in-laws. Um, so you guys are going to have to carry me throughout this. So I'm just going to ask you about it. Uh, it seems like the biggest takeaway from this game was uh, Maxi and Shake Milton. That seemed like the biggest highlights. So uh, I don't know if you want to start with them um, or we can start with Embiid. And, you know what? Let's start with Embiid. We'll start with the guys, uh, the main guys. Embiid, how do you look? JB, lead it off. You got you nailed the analysis last night. Embiid looked, Embiid looked like Embiid. I mean, nothing crazy, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, Doc Rivers said after the game, like, hey, we didn't even try to call plays for Joel. I mean, I guess they don't need to practice that too much. We know how dominant he is. And he still put up 18 points and a half. So he, he shot a couple threes, uh, maybe like four of them that all bricked. Um, he hit a couple long twos, which that's what Botter was referring to. Like Daryl Morey might have been using his hands to gesture, like get him behind the three-point line. Um, but I mean, in summary, he was he was Joel Embiid, which is phenomenal. June, 
You know, Joel looked really active this game, like the first half. We did a lot of uh, like pick and roll action with him and Seth, him and Tobias, like a lot of on-ball screens. And it's kind of different from what we've seen him do before. I'm worried he's going to get tired real fast because yeah. he's moving so much. On but, one of the early, like – we had a couple possessions on defense when we stole the ball from like three times in a row and Embiid picked one up and he, he was booking it coast to coast. I saw that. I, I forget who went, maybe pass it to Tobias or something. Yeah. But I was like, Oh shit. Those legs look young. I was pumped. <laughs> did he, did he look like he was moving quicker or cause he's talking about how good of shape he's in right now. He looked, uh, he looked engaged. That was my mm-hmm. biggest takeaway. He looked engaged. <laughs> He was uh, – June mentioned some actions, uh, a lot of pick and roll. Unfortunately, it was with Tobias. It would be nice if it was with, like, oh, Maxie <laughs> or Milton or somebody like that. But, hey, it was uh, – and let's just skip me when we get to Tobias because we gotta, <laughs> we got to keep the good vibes going for our, for our reviewers. <laughs> I would uh, – he all – Tobias is third on our list. We could, we could mention his, his ESPN top 100 place and uh, – where he places on his contract scale, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to them. But uh, yeah, Embiid, uh, I mean, I always saw that the highlights that we've shown, but I'm, I'm glad to hear all the positive uh, things that Doc said about him. And I'm glad to hear that he looked engaged. And uh, June mentions that he is afraid that Embiid could get tired in this season. Um, I'm also concerned because I think we play like, we play like 24 games in like, like 40 nights or something. And like, there's like five back-to-backs in those, which like, I think the NBA has really emphasized trying to get rid of those in the past. And now we have like five in the first 40 games. So um, yeah, we'll see. He's saying he's in shape. Everyone's saying he's in great shape. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's the truth, but we go through this every off season and uh, best shape well, of it, his life. <laughs> it won't take me long to buy in, which, uh, which we'll, we'll, we'll get to, but the next one I got to mention is Ben Simmons. What did you guys see from him? Any, anything, anything stuck out? Did he look the same? What's up? Exactly exactly the same. Yeah, which, again, isn't necessarily – it's not an insult. I mean, he's still great and is a good ball handler and quick and can get to the rim when he wants to. But I, I just can't help myself. Every time I go into a game, I'm like – and I'm not in the camp that um, he needs to be a three-point shooter at all. But every time I watch him, I'm like, just pull up once. It could be a 20-footer. I don't care. But he literally – it was the same stuff as last year. He dribbles it up very quickly, great in fast break, but when it slows down a little bit, he, he had a couple drive to the foul line and throw it backwards, which still hurts to see sometimes. <laughs> Gene, what would you say? It was great. We didn't think sorry, twice sorry. when Bellinelli and Ilyasova and, and Reddick and Covington were all standing around there. He could, he could turn around and pass it back all day, but they got to get some uh, – they got to get some chemistry with the new guys. They were all over. Curry couldn't get open last night. Danny Green just kind of – I feel like he didn't really play that much, but he'll, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll gel and look better, I think. They look decent the, for first game. How does how the spacing look? Did it look a little – even though they're, they're, not, they're not there with the chemistry yet, did it look a little more space out there for Embiid and Ben? I think it did. Tobias, Tobias could be replaced with a guard, but – I'd rather see Maxi than Tobias start. <laughs> yeah, six-man uh, Tobias. We'll get. I'm, to ha- I'm only half. I'm only half kidding. I'm only half <laughs> kidding. I think like Simmons, Embiid, Curry, Green, and a and like a combo guard is like would be. I would love to see that lineup for a lot of minutes. So we'll see if we if we do or not. But yeah, keep going. Sorry. The I'll athletic. I, I hate I hate Toby so much. I can't stop thinking about. Him. I um I I in the first half when I was watching like more seriously than the second half. Like, I admittedly, and again, I don't know shit. Like, I didn't notice, like, a crazy amount of spacing. But I was reading – I woke up at, like, 4 a.m. like I always do, and I was reading the athletic recap, and they highlighted that spacing looked good. So, I'll trust the people that actually know what they're talking about versus me there. Uh, June, what you see with with Ben and the spacing? Uh. Then I think Joe, Joe nailed it. They look, he looked exactly the same the past two, three years. And there was never a pick and roll action with Ben and Joel yeah, I got in, half in the half court setting. 
So that was kind of surprising. I thought we would see more pick and roll action, like with both of them involved at the same set. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Ben, man, I don't know. In the half court, he's just so frustrating to watch because he's just going to try to overpower someone down low and not really get anywhere or force a bad shot. And uh, it's just frustrating because, you know, when it comes to playoff time, like it's, we're going to see the same Ben again. And uh, that's just frustrating to me. To give him some credit, he – and it's not the first time he's done this. Like Tatum had a shitty game, and you got to give most of that credit to – um, Ben locking him down. I mean, he he's. I I have a small wager for him to win rookie or defensive player of the year. So I'm, I'm pretty confident at the odds that I got. I think it's good value. Well, I'd love that bet. He's like plus sixteen hundred. So bet a hundred dollars to win a thousand six hundred. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I should have put I should have put two fifty on that. <laughs> <laughs> when you see value like that, you just got to pounce, you know? Yeah, why not? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of, um, I mean, I guess it is the first preseason game. Maybe, you know, Doc's not showing his packages. Why would he? He, you know, it's just, especially veterans like that, probably just, you know, going through the motions and everything. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's good. It's going to be a topic that's not going to go away throughout the entire season. But in the half court, you know, his shooting, like, you're, I think, Joe, you pretty much nailed it. Like, I don't think. We are – I think we before said in the past that we really like to see him shoot. But we said this in the last podcast. Now that we have a much, you know, you know, more natural fit with this roster, it's not such an emphasis. So, hopefully it just – it's not going to go away, but hopefully it's not as big of a glaring issue this season. Doesn't matter if we win. <laughs> Winning cures all. Who said that? Was that – did MB say that? Someone said that. Dave did. Dave. <laughs> Dave and Bede, same thing. Holds the same weight. Holds the same weight. Um, next, I'm sorry, Dave. We got to talk about Toby, Tobias Harris. He was ranked number 57 in the top <laughs> in the top 100 ESPN. Number 57 in the top 100, just, just, but just number six Christian in his Wood. contract. <laughs> just behind Christian Wood. Christian Wood and ranked ahead of him in the ESPN top 100. That's a process sixer. That's an is it undrafted? Undrafted process sixer. OG uh, process. Right. Sam Hinkie's final Harris. transaction. Sam Hinkie's final transaction was signed Christian Wood for the rest of the year. <laughs> Tobias Harris, Mister One Hundred Eighty Million. Guys, what did you see from him? Anyone go? J- JB, go first. To be fair, like zooming out on the whole game, he actually had a pretty nice stat line. I think the first quarter. Maybe even the first quarter and a half, I was ripping my hair out of frustration. It was the same shit. Hesitation from three, dri- or getting a, getting to the rim and just like shanking a, uh, a layup and maybe a couple bad passes here and there. But this last maybe two quarters and a little bit of the the second quarter, like he he pulled up from three, hit a nice shot. He I think he ended up like seven of eleven or some. Pretty efficient that, yeah. shooting night. Sixteen points. Um, so I don't know. I guess we're we're gonna have to get used to just taking the good with the bad. And again, the summary for all of this is it was game one of the preseason. We all know that. Although it's fun to react to it, like you got to think like. Although I don't fully understand the whole concept of like hiding your stuff in the preseason. Like what you're gonna. Show game one against the Wizards. Are you gonna like how long do you not show the stuff? Like, it, it gives you a slight advantage over your first opponent in the regular season, and then it's just obvious. Um, but, but all right, that's my tangent. He was fine, he's never gonna be worth what he's getting paid. Would you say he's 57th bet or top player? Yeah, and wasn't there also a list or a picture you sent of like the worst contracts, and he was like five or something? No, he number eight, he's like, the most. Like, the most, most expensive, expensive contract. Yeah. Uh, so not the worst, but just most expensive. So he was behind like Giannis and. Uh, <laughs> like, I think it was. I think it was actually six. <laughs> like real NBA All Pro All Time players, and I don't know. We're stuck with. I find that, but yeah, um, Jude, what do you think? What do you think about Tobias? I think uh, 
he played up to my standards. So I'm not disappointed. <laughs> he met my standards. He did what he was supposed to do. Make slow decisions. Don't pull up from three as often. So, oh, man. <laughs> I, uh, I saw some people on Twitter saying, like, can you just, like, Tobias, can you just not hesitate and just shoot the three? Did he, did he do that? Uh, someone kind of nailed it, said, like, he's mostly, he's mostly fine, but he has, like, like, a stretch where he just does, like, the most, like, unbelievable stupid shit, and, like, it just ruins your perception of the game because you can't stop thinking about the dumb moments he has in the game, and it just ruins the entire game for you. But uh, I pull up the list. He is number six on the highest-valued contracts in the NBA. Um, I, I don't know why I'm doing this, but yeah, number one, Giannis. Number two, Westbrook. Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, Clay Thompson, Tobias Harris. <laughs> I'll take Look. I'll take Tobias over Westbrook. Dave, are you sure you want to go? We want you said you wanted to keep the good vibes. <laughs> I want to go. I'm going to be right, reasonable. So. It's go. not that like all right. So I see I see on Twitter after the game last night like he played a good game, but you know his contract will always just overshadow anything positive that he does. It's not even that. I don't care if he was on his contract last year when we traded for him when he only made $14 million a year. The point is, he does not compliment Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. In fact, he gets in their way. And, like, for that reason and that reason alone, I cringe. He makes me cringe. I can't believe we're the idiots to pay him if you want to add insult to injury. I mean, you do, June and June said it. Like, imagine, like, wait till the Kings or the Knicks max out Toby. How did we be the ones? How did we be the ones to do it? We hired the general manager of a G League team for one year. It's so infuriating. Like, if he was just a – if you had, like, a Tobias Harris caliber player just at a dip at – a, at, a, at the combo guard at the two, somebody that could just, like, shoot off the catch and, like, get a bucket in the half-court offense. Instead of Toby, it's like, whoa, I think that catapults us to another stratosphere. I really do. Yeah. We know, we know who I think that player should be, but probably not going to happen. <laughs> could it be James Harden? Could we get like I honestly would. I don't care how fat he is. I don't care <laughs> where he wants to. I don't care where he wants to fly to on a on get after a game and not and skip practice. Like if we can get James Harden and for Tobias, Matisse, and Maxi and all the picks, you have to get him out of here. Oh, if you can have, yeah. If you if you get rid of Tobias and you have Seth Curry, James Harden at the two. Danny Green, Simmons at the four, and beat at the five. I think you just have to do it and roll the dice. If you can get rid of Tobias and replace him with James Harden, I think that I think we're instantly are the favorites in the NBA. I would cry. Sounds a lot better. Sounds a lot better. But you know what? Let's let's talk about James Harden uh, real quick before we get back to Maxi and Shake. Uh, since you mentioned it, there was multiple reports since our last podcast that Philadelphia was really rising up his list or he was kind of pushing towards Philadelphia. I mean, who knows why he's leaking this. Maybe he wants Brooklyn to start offering more or whatever, but there was multiple videos of him partying out and not being at training camp at a strip club during COVID Uh, leaks of him being problematic lately. There was an article on ESPN from Tim McMahon, um, like Dave referred to on extended days off, he would fly somewhere to party um, there was a lot of lack of di- there was a lack of discipline and attention to detail that led to breakups with CP3 and Russell Westbrook, who which is pretty big because Russell Westbrook they were like friends you know OKC and everything yeah. so that that's I don't know if Russ that's why Russ demanded a trade or he knew Harden was leaving so then he demanded a trade who knows um, Chris Paul in particular hated that Harden basically stopped participating in the offense whenever the ball wasn't in his hands. We had Ben Simmons, just something to think about. Um, Harden was often late to film sessions, which led to Westbrook wanting them to start without him, only to have Mike D'Antoni say it's pointless because they're just going to have to start over when Harden gets there. So with all these problems, and I know I've already asked this on like the past two podcasts, uh, would you would you want to trade for Harden, whether that involves Ben or Tobias. If it is Tobias, I don't think they would ever accept Tobias. But would you be concerned with Harden and Ben Simmons with all, knowing what you know with all these leaks? For Tobias, who gives a fuck? You take that all <laughs> exactly. day. Yeah, exactly. if he turns out to be a head case, go, I don't know, ban him from the team or something. We still got rid of Tobias. Uh, <laughs> but for Ben... Last year's, uh, last year's in the contract. Ben, it's... I'm like... And this is just 
I don't know, whatever, the being obsessed with our own players. Like, I think we have to make that move. You go all in when you can. But I, part of me or the majority of me is like, I can't do it. I don't think I could click the, the final button that says, are you sure for MB or Simmons for, for Harden? Oh, Simmons for Harden? Yeah. No. Mm. No. June? Give me this trade Tobias for the 58th best combo guard. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, think, I think this looks – I think this thing looks – world's different. I really do. Yeah. I, I like that idea better. I don't want a head case. We're, we're already concerned that, like – our players are babied or were babied and they're not tight to begin with. Do we really want this lunatic to come in for Tobias? Yeah. <laughs> for Tobias, everyone says yes. Fuck it. Jude, for, for Ben, do you, what do you do? Yeah, I don't think so anymore. After all these leaks come out, we don't want another head case. Like we went through all this bull crap with, you know, the GM having two burners, then having Billy <laughs> King run this. I'm not Billy King. Uh, Ellen Brand run Ellen this. Same guys, basically. <laughs> and then now I don't want James Harden coming in and then, like, kind of destroying everything we have, like, already. So, uh, yeah. What if we get rid of Tobias? Foster, you know, ride out, see where we go. Oh, I guess it's, unless it's for Tobias, then 100%. <laughs> I take the chance. Well, he can implode the locker room. We'll do it. But – for Ben, I, I don't I don't think we can. I can't get over these Photoshop pictures. I could go in the black hole of just scrolling through Wait. Twitter comments. Wait, they're, those are Photoshopped? <laughs> no, not the one where – Not the original. In, yeah, in the red the jersey. Gotcha. He literally looks like a fridge. But James <laughs> – the, the, one, the one where he looks like obese is for sure. But... All right, let me – let me rephrase it. So, Tobias, Maxi, Thibault, two first-round picks. Do you do it for Harden? No, Maxi. <laughs> three, three first-round picks, and I do it. <laughs> Maxi, dude, I, I love him too much already. Oh, I don't want to give Maxi either. Oh, <laughs> he's so Tyrese good. Tyrese Maxi is untouchable. He's so good. I, I want I want to do it straight up. Can we, can we can we start can we start Maxi and bring Toby off the bench six man? What about Shake? Either Shake, Shake and Toby Either. leading the second unit. Are you kidding me? Oh, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, well, we'll shift over from Harden. It seems like every if Tobias is involved, yes for Harden. No hundred thousand yes uh, for Ben. It seems like it's in there. I think I think me and June seem to be the most not Ben people. And uh, I don't think I'd do it either. I just uh, – I don't know. I, 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 you only do it if you think getting Harden makes you the best team in the East. And it does. Does it? I, yeah. I don't know. Sucks. I think it does. If you, keep, when, if you keep Simmons and Embiid and your shooters oh. and you still have Shake and Dwight and Farrakhan. I said, I said oh. if you trade Ben for Harden, I said you only uh, do it oh. if you think swapping Ben for Harden makes you the clear-cut favorite in the East. It still probably does. Because yeah. then – it's kind of the same theory when I say Tobias gets in Simmons and Embiid's way. Simmons kind of gets in, in Embiid and Tobias's way. So either way, you just put – <laughs> but if you, but you, then you can, he's, you know, can, is more free to play his game, which it might look a little cleaner if you have a, a perimeter guy like Harden. Um, and then on top of that, you keep Maxi and Thibel and all your picks. So I think, uh, oh man, I don't know. I don't know. You're, you're making me flip on my answer now. Uh, but, but if, if I'm, if I'm Maury, I don't know if he's willing or not willing to include Ben in a trade for Harden. He's saying no, the leaks are saying no. If you're, why would you, the, the rumor is there, they want Ben and three first round picks. If you're Maury, you say Ben Simmons and that's it. He's by far the best player they can get for Harden. And you know, you, they don't want to trade him for Karis LeVert and Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie and a bunch of low first round picks. He's the best player they can get. So if you're Maury and you're willing to trade him, you said Ben, and that's it. Um, right now, I, I say no to that uh, just because of all this crap with Harden. And 
I, I say that thinking back to when Ka- Kawhi was on the table, and I'm like, of course not. Of course, you're not going to include Ben. You don't like like Kawhi didn't play all year. You don't know who I was injured, and then Kawhi goes and shits on us in the playoffs. Um, so I, I'm getting a little bit of that feeling, but I can't do that trade right now. Um, I don't know how much better. Uh, like we would be better, I think, with Harden, but I don't know if that makes us clear cut favorites in the East. Dave says it does. Uh, I don't know what you guys think, but uh, you know, who knows what happens. Suck. Every other team sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's uh, let's go on to the positives of the game. Uh, Shake Milton and Tyrese Maxey. We'll start with Shake. He had 19 points, four assists, three rebounds on eight of 14 shooting, and three of six from three. What do you guys see from him? He was he feel he is doing or did what our biggest issue was or is, mm-hmm. which is score the ball by himself and create for himself. And he had a couple like nice drives. He he missed a like a pretty crazy drive. Uh, that was like his first attempt, but he had a nice like dribble into the to the foul line, pull back and hit a hit a like a seventeen foot jumper. His three, although he does some funny stuff with his legs sometimes when he shoots threes, like he spreads them out. It's, yeah. it's I don't know. Every, whenever it goes in, I'm just like, that was cute. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's perfect. He can dri- yeah. dribble the ball, which we need, and he can score the ball by himself, which we absolutely need. And he showed yeah. that last night. I agree. The whole thing, like, um, <laughs> like the whole Doc Rivers love fest drooling over shake ever since shake dropped 35 on him last year against the Clippers just made me cringe like classic case of just a guy shitting on you when you were the opposition and now you get a chance to coach him and you just all you remember is that one game which really may have been shakes only good game as a pro sounds like and, Al Horford. Um, yeah <laughs> sounds like Al Brand and Al Horford. <laughs> exactly so I was very um reserved which I wasn't getting super excited about shake but he might doc might be right after last night, he really was like the best player on the him and Embiid were our two best performers last night. And uh Shake Shake was cooking. And uh I think uh Doc wasn't kidding when he said he sees him as like a Lou Will or Jamal Crawford type. Maybe he really can be that good. We'll see. Yeah, Doc was uh Doc was really talking him up. June, what'd you say? Yeah, he's looked very like confident, like more than ever, I think. And I don't know if that's Doc giving him a lot of confidence through all this talk, like, oh, you might be our next Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford kind of guy. And yeah, he's looked very promising in this preseason game. I think it's building off nicely from what he did last year. I think uh, I think Dwight Howard also gave him a shout-out, saying he looked good in training camp. We call him Sheck because he didn't realize his name was, like, Shake, like a nickname. He thought it was, like, some kind of – he said it. He said it, like, with a question mark as, like, asking the media, is, is that right? As if it was, like, some kind of foreign name. But, uh, yeah, Shake, he seemed like he's had a good game, and uh, hopefully he keeps it up for the rest of the season because that's what – when we did our, our bubble preview pod, like, everything we wanted to see from him, is that what we saw last night? Like, it seems like yes. that's what it was. And, but, uh, but better. It would be better. So, you know, he had that game winner versus San Antonio. So, he's slowly building up the legend of Shake Milton. Um, Shake Weight Milton or Milkshake, whatever. I don't know. What, what other nicknames were there? Milkshake. Protein Shake. Yeah. Protein Shake Milton. <laughs> uh, but next we'll go to the untouchable Tyrese Maxey. Uh, anyone putting down Rookie of the Year odds on him? Yeah, I have, I have him and Obi Toppin locked in. What's Toppin's odds? Because I saw Maxi is plus 5,000 on DraftKings. Yeah, Toppin's like one of the – I think uh, I think it's Edwards has the best odds, then Toppin might be second or third. Uh, he might be like plus 600. I don't remember. Yeah, plus 600 on DraftKings at least. Yeah, I like it. But Maxi realistically probably won't play enough, Dave said, or you guys all said that Doc <laughs> doesn't love playing his rookies, which makes me sad. But – I think, June, you tweeted this maybe, or just someone I follow tweeted this. Like, yeah, he was playing against scrubs in the fourth quarter of a preseason game, but they're all NBA players, and he's a 21-year-old kid out of college. And he it didn't have summer league or anything. Exactly. And he did, again, what we needed. He created for himself, 
and he hit like three floaters, which I can't remember the last floater that a sixer <laughs> made. Did TJ uh, used to try to put him up? I don't no, even remember. I don't think so. I don't yeah, think he maybe, maybe, maybe Tony Roden. <laughs> yeah, and they were – one was like a like a 17-foot floater. It was weird <laughs> as shit. I saw but the they, highlight. He had a little crafty layup. He got blocked on his first attempt, which sucked. But he, again, knew how to dribble the ball, very important, and got to the rim by himself, very important. And he's a baby, and I love him. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was great. I love him too. It was a very it was a treat to see a modern guard out there. And then let me let me just run through it one more time. I've been like a broken record lately, last last twenty four hours. But twenty fifteen, Devin Booker. Twenty sixteen, Jamal Murray. Twenty seventeen, De'Aaron Fox. Twenty eighteen, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Twenty nineteen, Tyler Hero. Twenty twenty, Tyrese Maxey. There you go, Kentucky guards. Didn't um. Didn't Doc play SGA a decent amount during his rookie year? So maybe there's hope. Sure did. And Shamit. What do you got Shamit? HGA for Shamit. And the, the, the actually deal. good point. <laughs> in that deal. <laughs> uh, so maybe there's some oh, hope for Maxi. Well. <laughs> <laughs> June, uh, June, what you what you see from Maxi? I saw uh, I saw a couple of highlights that I was like, I haven't seen a Sixers guard do that since 2006. <laughs> June, what do you think? Who was that in 2006? Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Dave Dave said it's spot on. A modern guard. It's refreshing to see someone who can really take it to the paint, pick his spots wherever he wants to go. It's, it's nice to see that that we have a player that has that type of skill set now. And uh, with all these floaters and him getting to the paint, kind of reminded me of Tony Parker. Yeah, but better. But better. <laughs> but better. He's he's is he what nineteen or twenty? He's nineteen. Nineteen. I saw this one play where he crossed the guy and like went strong at the rim and like finished with like a crafty like opposite hand, and like I've never like Lou Lou Williams didn't even do that like not that strong and hard at the rim you know, uh, and I was sold from that. He's untouchable. Not trading him for James Harden. She's he's 19. 19. For some reason, I thought someone said he was 21. He's 19 years old. That is so fucking weird. We're Dave June's like 15 years older than him, and Dave's 10 years older than him. I'm not far away. Oh my god, what a baby! And yeah, he looks and he's fearless. We need yeah. him. He's uh hopefully he gets some minutes in. I mean, we uh for some reason that that Doc not playing rookie six with me too, but I do remember he played SGA a good amount. Uh, granted, that was like a Clippers season where like they weren't really doing anything yeah. anyway, you know. So, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see with Maxi. Uh, now we're gonna get to unless you guys have anything else to add about Maxi, other than he's untouchable. No, <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's it for him. But uh, all right, well, we're gonna group these guys together. The newcomers: uh, Seth Curry, Danny Green, Dwight Howard. Anything stand out in particular? I think Joe, you had a you had a good assessment of Curry earlier. Yeah, I mean, I loved when J.J. was here, although he left a bit on a sour note. And I I just don't think anyone could ever replicate what he did off the ball. Like, sure, as a spot-up shooter, maybe Kerry can easily outshoot him or maybe not easily. But it was more of, again, it was one game. But, like, Kerry had a couple open shots. One was on a busted play or, like, a loose ball and – couple were on clean passes that may have been plays or not and he drained them uh he had a he might have airballed one actually but um he just doesn't run around like a maniac like jj did and me having the expectation that he maybe would was just not fair i mean there's no one that plays like jj i guess or few people but i mean he's a 45 percent career three-point shooter we have Ben Simmons, who should be a great creator. Like, we'll find him open, and he's going to drain him. We need that, and that's great. Mm-hmm. Dave, June. I'm going to set it better myself. Go ahead, June. Uh, yeah, I, I really like what Curry did. And surprised how good of a dribbler he is. I guess I'm not used to seeing a good dribbler play on this team. <laughs> but him being able to dribble normally and not – like not know like he he knows what to do with the ball like he's not panicking, so um I can't I'm I'm excited to watch him play. 
Yeah. What about um, Danny Green and, and Dwight Howard? Anything? Dwight was I dope. To, yeah, I wanted to talk about Dwight. I'm, I'm very impressed with Dwight. I'm trying to figure out why everyone hates him everywhere he's been. Because <laughs> he seems like, unless he's putting on an act and I'm falling for it, he seems like the best teammate ever. And uh, I don't know if maybe winning the championship last year really changed something in him. But uh, every all his, like, post – training camp interviews have been like the best of anybody he's saying all the right things he's a great bench guy he's just you know he's engaged he's cheering everybody on even in the fourth quarter he was you know getting all getting all excited over nothing and uh I, I think he's been great so far and I'm I'm just waiting I saw something about how he like didn't pay some women to like watch his exotic pets or something <laughs> like he owes he owes someone like fifty thousand dollars <laughs> I'll just ignore it. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and uh <laughs> as long as he's uh, coaching up our – being a good locker room guy. If he fills in like he did last night, I'll start a GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> but he did great. I mean, we're, we're one season from Al Horford being our somewhat backup center, but our starting four, and that was a disaster. Before that, we had Greg Monroe playing in the playoffs. Dwight played last, last night in, I think, the first, second, and second quarter. He might have even played into the third, and – I mean, he caught a couple alley-oops, which we haven't had since Rashawn Holmes. He had a couple mm-hmm. blocks or just was a threat to block shots, which, like, again, this is our backup center for a vet minimum. It's You couldn't ask for much more except maybe Noel. Mm. No, but it's okay. Noel, I finally got uh, over that. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Noel have, like, a problem, like, not clean, like staying at Airbnbs and, like, not cleaning it, like, like totally not, trashing it? Yeah, like, pissing <laughs> on the walls and shit. <laughs> Like he was doing some funky ass stuff. Backup setters. <laughs> yeah, head cases. Yeah, what's up with them? They really are. What's up with that? <laughs> June, did you see anything with Dwight or Danny? Yeah. Green? I mean, yeah, Dwight was very uh, energetic on the bench, even in the fourth quarter. He was really hyping up Maxi. Love seeing mm-hmm. that. And Green, I don't think we saw too much of him. He kind of played a few minutes in the first quarter, and I don't remember him ever being on the court ever again. I saw I saw some back and forth with some Sixers fans on Twitter. Some saying like he's completely like, trash and like washed, and some were saying like you didn't even see him. Some saying like he got a few steals. So I don't know. I'd, I there's no doubt in my mind I'm gonna eventually like come to a point where I'm, I'm like hating on Danny Green. But uh, I think for what he's expected to do and what he is, like he'll be fine. I mean we're not expecting him to come in and be like the savior or something. He's just got to stand there and shoot threes and play defense. So uh, Dwight Howard. Did you see the Sorry. tweet that uh, Daryl Morey liked from Ben Dietrich about Danny Green? No. It was it was like Danny Green had a great game in such a simplistic or minimalistic way, which is probably a fair assessment of what he did last night. And Daryl Morey liked it, and I was so pumped. When he <laughs> likes things, I was like, all right, I have to follow that guy, or it's a fact, or something is right about <laughs> it that maybe I don't even know yet. He uh, did you see? He also retweeted like Tyrese Maxey highlights. Oh, he's the best. Uh, I love him. Uh, and also, we, you know, Ben Simmons does his like at pregame. He does his like st- like steam from the nose emoji. Daryl went ahead and tweeted that too. So I love Daryl. He's so cool. Hey, Daryl, come on the it. pod. Come on the he pod, Daryl. He gets it. And you think like you think after his China mishap, he'd reel it back in a little bit. The guy, the guy's active on Twitter. I'm sometimes I want him to get back to work. He tweets too much. <laughs> He's going to get himself in trouble again. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's – Daryl, just stay off stay off Twitter for a little bit. Work on work on this to buy us for Harden trade, man. <laughs> yeah. Where's that going to be somebody? Did you guys uh, – oh, yeah, before I – I saw Dwight set a hard pick and, like, roll to the rim, and he was in, like an instant alley-oop threat. And, like, I love – that was so nice to see. Uh, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm going to, like – yeah, shake. They connected on it too, so. Um, they have a nice for, little two-man game. Nice, nice for a backup. Nice to have a backup center, like a real backup center. So, Shaq and Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see Isaiah Joe's only shot attempt? Yeah, he's he's broken. Oh my god, it was so busted. He went to Drew Hanlon's camp or something. What the hell happened? <laughs> he got there. Look, at least if someone's gonna get the rookie curse, I'd rather have Isaiah Joe than than Tyrese. Yeah. Although Tyrese did get COVID, didn't he? Or was it a false positive? I don't know what happened. But uh, he's he fine. He was probably asymptomatic because he looks great. He's back. He's back. Um, Made him stronger. 
Uh, I want to talk about Matisse because there are some, there's a lot, there's some people who are unwilling to include Matisse in a trade. And uh, I, I, I did not watch last night. I, there was a time where we were picking up food and I, I pulled it up on my phone to watch real quick. And I saw Matisse for a little bit and he looked awful. Uh, at least on offense, he looked horrible. Did anything that stood out or it was a, was he fine? As reactionary fans, and it's only been a game, I, I feel like those people that said uh, Matisse cannot be included in the trade probably jumped ship after one night. He looked, <laughs> he looked unfortunately, terrible. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, again, I can't watch defense, and I knew he was pretty flawed offensively, but every time he got the ball last night, I feel like nothing good happened. Yeah. Uh, he, was, uh, he was lost out there. Hair. Yeah, he looks like a deer in headlights when he catches the ball. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. I don't know. Like, at some point, even if he's great on defense, if he's, like, equally not great on offense, is he completely mitigated and not useful? Hopefully it's not that. But I was I was sad that he didn't come out of the gates hot. Um, you spent too much time with Tobias. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, we saw in his in his log videos over at Dizzy, he did spend a lot of time with the bias. So you know, maybe it's rubbing off on him. Um, I know he just. You guys are right. He just lost is a good way to describe it. He just on offense, he looks like he just doesn't know what to do. And I said it last pod. I was kind of only half joking, but I said he was the worst offensive player in the league. Uh, that might be true. <laughs> like you, can you like? If he stays where he's at, like I don't know if you can rely on him to play heavy playoff minutes on offense. Like as as good as he is on defense, it's like he, you're you're almost playing four and five on offense, and you know in the playoffs in half court, you already have the limitation of Ben Simmons not being great in the half court. So I don't know if he could ever share time with him on the playoffs. But like like Joe said, keeps saying and keeps emphasizing it's the first preseason game. I'm getting way ahead of ourselves. So, um, but he didn't look good. But it's like we said, the first preseason game. So, in that um, scenario, if it's game one of the playoffs or whatever, what do you take? Do you take uh, Matisse, who can't really help on offense but can lock down on defense, or Furcon, who can stretch the floor and hit a three but is a traffic cone on defense? Like, what? What's the lesser of two evils? In the extreme scenario that Matisse did not improve at all, which hopefully not. Ooh, I don't know. And it doesn't help that Furkan didn't look great in the playoffs last year. <laughs> he didn't look too great last night either. Yeah, he just looked, he looked slow. Like, Marcus Smart was all over him, and the Celtics basically took him out. It's his it's big, it's big feet. He's got get, huge feet. Get a pair of Embiid ones or whatever they're, they're called. Yeah, uh, he's, he's releasing a bunch of nice colors. I might have to buy them all. I'm going to have nothing in my bank account. <laughs> yeah, he had whatever he put on Instagram – last night or two nights ago was right up my alley in terms of colors. Yeah, that looked awesome. Yeah. I'm yeah, I like those tag. a lot too. Do, June, do you know what he calls it? What, what edition are those? I don't know. I'll, I'll have to look it up. Whatever it is, June's got two pairs on the way. <laughs> <laughs> June, you got two pairs of the original, right? I did. One to wear, one to stock. I haven't worn it, worn it yet. <laughs> I, I, June, you got I a, bought a pair June, too. June, you got a sneaker collection? Uh, not really. <laughs> don't you, first one dude similar to like ps don't you like don't you like wait in line for like the secret releases or is that is that someone else well now we're high tech we uh we use an app and of course i strike it's out on all of them so yeah what there's like a sneakerhead app yeah there's a nike app that you can get exclusive nike releases from and then you just leave them in a shrine or you wear them well, if, if I had them, I would have a shrine, but I, I don't, so. <laughs> <laughs> so put them in the, the PS5 category. PS5, yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, is there anyone else worth mentioning for this game, or is that about it? Uh, Pretty much it, I think. Yeah, that's, that's it. Peyton, Peyton Pritchard is an absolute punk, and I hate him. <laughs> um, he's perfect for Boston. Perfect to hate. I saw some some Boston fans arguing that he played better than Maxi and that he wasn't getting attention. No, whatever. That's that ridiculous. Fuck, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, he was he was aggressive and made some shots, but he's a fucking he's a punk. He seems annoying. He's a white trash punk, and he's perfect for Boston. <laughs> they can have him. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, what, real quick before we move on from the game, did you guys see uh, just a few very short clips of like 
I guess, a new defensive concept with uh, with Dan Burke that they weren't, like, sagging off on the pick and rolls. That was nice to see. My <laughs> eyes don't work for defense. <laughs> if, it, if that's what they do, maybe we'll have less, like, open mid-range jumpers, which, you know, their NBA players, open mid-range they're going to make. So that was – I thought that was kind of notable to add. But anyway, moving on, we're going to get really quick to the ESPN Top 100. We already mentioned – uh, number 57, Tobias Harris. Uh, also on that list for the Sixers was uh, Seth Curry at 91. Only four spots behind Buddy Heald. Good mm-hmm. contract, too. So Take it. Um, and then to be noted, uh, 16, Ben Simmons. 14, Joel Embiid. 13, above both of them, Bam Adebayo. What is your take on those rankings, guys? Preposterous. Yeah, I but disagree people, with people, it. People are prisoners of the moment. That's what I think. Yeah, and hey, he had a moment. He he was fucking great in the playoff run, and I think he's a phenomenal player. Would I take him oh, I over him. Embiid? No. Or Simmons? Mm-hmm. No, but I don't know. If we traded for him, I, I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> what did we say? It would, it would, it would take us like, a, like one half to buy all in on these six years. Dude, it takes me like 30 seconds to convince myself that any new player we have is the future of the NBA. <laughs> well, I think you're right. I would not take him over either. Uh, <laughs> but he was – I do actually really like Bam Adebayo, and uh, he was phenomenal in the playoffs. But uh, I think that's – a little ridiculous. Granted that this is the same list that I think I had Al Horford at like 17 last year. That's right. Who I'm sure is going to be fine on OKC, but it's just it's addition by subtraction. I, I almost don't. I think he's done. <laughs> like, I mean, he, he did look done on some plays last year, right, Joe? Yeah, he, he fucking sucked. <laughs> 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 like, he, he was – even a great player should be able to, like – I don't know, figure some shit out, even if it's a bad scheme or whatever. And he couldn't overcome that, which is less his fault and more our coach and management's fault. But I don't know. He Go enjoy Charlotte. It's a good city, but you might be done. All right, guys. Um, so our next podcast, uh, we'll probably do it. It's going to be next week. We have a, a another preseason game, the last preseason game on uh, – on Friday, I believe, against the Pacers, old friend, TJ McConnell. Um, so maybe sometime next week before the first game of the season, which is on December 22nd or 23rd, next Wednesday, uh, we'll have a, a season preview pod. Maybe we'll do a little predictions. Just real quick, uh, I'm going to give you guys the first 10 games. You tell me what our record is going to be. Uh, we have Washington at home, at New York, at Cleveland, Toronto at home, at Orlando, <laughs> Charlotte at home, then Charlotte at home again. Yeah, they're. I like how they're doing that stuff. They're doing little mini series. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess to prevent some traveling, huh? Yeah. Um, Washington at home. So that's Russ versus Embiid twice in the first ten games, uh, and then at Brooklyn and at home versus Denver. How many wins Ooh. we got? Go ahead. Oh my God. I think the right answer is seven. What? What do you? Who? Right who do you, you. The right answer is ten and zero. I said really say ten and zero. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's my official prediction. <laughs> the the teams, the Nets, the Nuggets, and the Raptors are obviously the only good teams listed. Um, Toronto. Wait. Did you say Toronto? Toronto? Toronto. 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 Sorry. Yeah, we'll Orlando, probably, who's beats us? I don't know. At that, Orlando, that was Brett Brown. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think Doc Rivers can shamefully lose to the fucking who's on the Raptors. I mean, shit, the Magic. Vucevic still? Fultz. Yeah, Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, uh, basically the same team they had with Myas DJ Augustine. Do they still have Terrence Ross? I believe so. All right, we're gonna give up He's one then. <laughs> We got to do an all Sixers Killers team pod. <laughs> special the, pod, special edition. Who was the pacer last year that killed us and then every other team? TJ Warren. TJ Warren. Warren, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Joe, you said seven. June, you reacted to that. So, what, what was your prediction? Dave says ten. June, what do you say? Five and five. 
Wow. Five and five. I'd be very disappointed if we were five and five. I think we have to at least be – I think seven I'd be very happy with. Like, I'd be – like, we, we have to at least win six. Have to. As If I'm Vegas, I've, I've set the over-under at six and a half. <laughs> hit, hit the mailbag with your bets. We'll, we'll take some action. Yeah, anything hey, anything hey, less than nine and one is is an utter disaster. <laughs> Blow it up. Speaking I'm of uh, of that take, yeah, if you want to send us any mailbag questions, any any questions for the season preview pod or any hot takes, send to us too. We'll we'll give some. Uh, June, I didn't hear any trumpets going off, so you're good. I don't think you got to give any hot takes today. So maybe save that for the season preview pod. Um, so with that being said, uh, anything in the plug, guys? Uh, no. Cool. Um, you guys want to do what's for dinner? Mine's boring. I'm going to pass on mine. Uh, Anyone exciting? Go ahead. I worked yesterday. Oh, yes. What'd you get? Me and Seth got, we both got a pie each. We split some chicken fingers, which were fucking fire. Great, right? And some fries. Yeah, we (laughs) dropped, uh, I think it was $75 order. and We crushed the whole thing. Oh, worth it. (laughs) We're fat fucks. Yeah, Kirk show, Hamilton. Show Dave, tell us what you're working on over there. Yeah, a little, a little holiday project. Uh, how do I flip this around? <laughs> uh, my dad, my dad made some really good stir fry tonight. That was Ooh. good. Made a nice little noodle, pork noodle, vegetable stir fry, and then uh, I just whipped these up. Got a nice stack, and then my mom made a couple. Uh, they're like giant blueberry muffins, but she layers them with like some oh, icing. Geez. She makes like this blueberry cake. It's in, it's insane. And then these are she just made some biscotti. She's gonna be passing them out. Wow, lot going on over here. I'm gonna have to release that video so everyone has a visual of all that that food stuff going on in your house. It looks fantastic. Oh yeah, sorry. There's probably some clanging and banging in the background of this episode. I apologize. <laughs> June, uh, nothing too fancy. Some salmon and asparagus. I've uh, I've been eating terribly lately, like absolutely horribly lately. I had Wood Street last week. I had I had Soraya on Saturday. Awesome. Um, probably the nicest outdoor. If you guys like have a chance to go, probably the nicest outdoor setup in Philly for an outdoor restaurant for outdoor dining. Um, I also had I was in New York yesterday, so we got uh, some Szechuan lamb dumplings and lamb noodles, which are amazing. Uh, Los Tacos number one, best tacos I've ever had by far. It's not even close. They have a bunch of locations in New York. So if you're ever over there, go ahead and try it. I had this one, like it was like a deep fried quesadilla with carne asada on it. Amazing. Amazing. You guys have to try it if you're ever up there. What is the uh, genre of food there? At Soraya? Oh, uh, Soraya is, uh, it's, it's Middle Eastern. I forget. There's a, I think there's an exact nationality on their website, but uh, I don't remember. But it, Leb- it was Lebanese, like, maybe, maybe. Yeah, like they, they, we had the tasting. So I started out with like a bunch of dips. It was like hummus, um, this like red pepper dip. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on the name, but it's like eggplant. Um, uh, baba ganoush. Baba ganoush. There you go. Um, and then they have like you know lamb skewers and steak skewers, and it was just it was awesome. And their desserts were awesome too. So I highly recommend Saraya if you have not been there. Amanda says it's better than Zahav. Everyone told her she's crazy. I've never had Zahav. Wow. So. I never had Zahav, but everyone tells Amanda she's she's insane for saying that. So I, I don't trust. Uh, I'm sorry, Amanda's probably listening to this too. I don't really trust Amanda's food takes, but it is what it is. So guys, next episode will be our season preview pod. Hope to see you then. Hope uh, we'll have another preseason game under our belt. We'll talk about that too, and uh, get your hot takes ready. And work on your British accent because we have fans to please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and we still need one more review into our giveaway. So we have uh, we have thirty five five star ratings. So one well, someone gave us a three star rating. I don't know who that was. Some uh, idiot. Fourteen five star reviews. It should have been fifteen, but Slim Reapers is gone mysteriously. Uh, so leave us a review too. So, guys, uh, with that being said, I think that's all I have for you. Um, go birds. Go Jalen Hurts, who's the next coming of uh, Mike Vick and Joe Montana together. <laughs> We're playing Arizona. Um, Kyler Murray, Asian quarterback. Uh, should be a good game. So, guys, have a good weekend. We'll see you next time. 
Peace. 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 Peace.